Hey, inebriates, before we jump into today's podcast, I just want to thank today's sponsor. Airship Notebooks has been a longtime supporter of both the Inebriar podcast and our figure drawing event located in downtown Plymouth. Uh, so we want to say thank you to Airship Notebooks. They supply sketchbooks for the attendees to our events and some of their fine liners. They're amazing. So we get to use their product and we all love it. And, you know, even when they're not our sponsor, we seek out their their sketchbooks. And Airship seeks to provide creative tools to artists, writers, and other creative-minded individuals to help inspire them to be more creative and productive. If you need to be more creative and productive, run over to airship.store and check out what they have to offer. They have a selection of sketchbooks, notebooks, and fine liners. You can find everything you need to get your creative juices flowing there. And again, thank you to Airship Notebooks for, for continuing to support Art in both online and in real world. And let's get into that podcast. So, Inebriates, we are here with Jerome Blake. Uh, Jerome's been in many movies, including uh, the Star Wars prequels and uh, Fifth Element, which is a personal favorite of mine. Um, so, how did you get started in in the business of, of acting? Uh, it was a combination of action, uh, sorry, accident. Well, action, yes. Action, artifice, and accident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had been a musician, a bass player for 20 odd years. Oh, okay. And I decided, What kind of music were you into? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, rhythm and blues, heavy rock, country, yeah. uh, traditional jazz. But pretty much the only thing I didn't get near was that astrophysics jazz that you have to have five PhDs in mm-hmm. mathematics to play, you know? Yeah. Um, anything with soul, I guess. Um, but I got to a point where I wanted to change. I wanted to play guitar, and I wasn't a very good guitar player. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, the pragmatic approach is to have my own band, so nobody can fire me for not being a very good guitar player. Okay, that makes sense. So that's the route I went down. But of course, if you take on that uh, challenge, you take on the responsibility of paying for everything and organizing everything. So one of the things I did to um, support that project was Motorcycle Courier. Uh, and one of the clients of the courier firm I worked for was a modeling agency Mm -hmm. and at the tender age of 36 I was invited to join this model agency okay which initially I thought they were joking but they weren't and I did some stills jobs for them I did a TV commercial then I did another TV commercial and um, Again, simply to support the band, I thought, well, if I'm getting this kind of work, if I go and study some, you know, have some acting lessons and Mm -hmm. what have you, I might get some more TV commercials to keep the band going. Right. It was all for the band. Yeah. Yeah. However, having started into that process, I discovered that I really enjoyed the, you know, acting uh, game, if that's the right word. 
and found myself becoming more fascinated with that than just having this notional band on the side. Yeah. And so I started to push a little bit in that direction and uh, people gave me some recommendations and da, da, da. and the next thing I knew I was on um, first night with Richard Gere and Sean Connery as one of Connery's royal guards oh yeah 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 I remember that movie um, and uh, that was that was the end of it really you know having had that experience uh, I just thought oh god yeah I love this this is brilliant you know, so no so. regrets that you like I mean, do you still uh, play music? I do, yeah. 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 Uh, not, not so much, yeah. um, but I still knock around on a guitar and still write songs occasionally. Uh, but uh, having had that experience of working on a big movie, um, I was pretty much lost from that moment onwards. Right. Uh, and then following on from that, uh, I did a corporate film for EMI Records when they existed, where... Um, I was required to use um, handguns and machine guns, and this uh, captain from one of the parachute regiments was uh, my not only my weapons guy, but he was also my stunt double. Yeah. And um, he called me up one day and he said, I'm, "I'm working on this film. They're looking for guys. You have to be over six foot three, and you have to be physically strong." Um, blah 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 here's the casting director's name so I went after it chased it up and uh, that was the fifth element really and uh, when you were making that did you realize that was like going to be as big and popular as it was or no it, it was a strange thing because the whole thing was uh, you know like most filmmaking is not linear you yeah know? Yeah, it's all kind of you know, de of, yeah. you know, depending on the weather or depending on when who's available. Yeah, you know, the schedule is a little messed up to begin with, and gets even more messed up as you go along, usually. Right. Um, so I was the you know the the you were a Mondachio. I was the Mondachio yeah. and commander, but I was also the 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 guinea pig for making the suits and seeing oh, okay. how the suits could work and yeah. whether this was possible. To see so, how long you could stand in it before that, you passed that, out or something. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so in fact, I was, I was actually working on that film even before we started filming. Yeah. I was working on it for maybe five months, not every day, but you know, going to the studio twice a week, maybe. And they say, right, here are the legs. Can you, you know, can you yeah. walk in then? You know. So I was, I was actually. Yeah, those look uh, like incredibly around. difficult they were, costumes to they wear. Were, and if, it if, looks like a giant turtle, kind of. Good description, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I usually say it's like having a Volkswagen Beetle on your back. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. a turtle, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's... In fact, when you first see them on this one, and they, you know, in the silhouette, and there's that kind of shimmering... Yeah. ...back and forth movement sideways. That's because... The, they were really heavy those costumes so the, and the only way you could really make them move was to kind of rock them walking but doing this rocking action at the same time like if you were moving a big wardrobe or uh, right something. right so you kind of like go and you turn well, yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. pivot yeah the balls of your feet almost yeah and now if I remember and correctly so that, that's how you get that kind of yeah thing. if I remember correctly from watching like the behind the scenes of that, that movie 
um, there were video monitors inside those to they see. Were, yes. Now, does that like really mess up your depth perception and, yes. and things like that? Uh, because the suits, I mean, you know, I can show you on this this picture here, and yeah. obviously this is a great picture for podcast. <laughs> but see, there's there's my face with the front of the the head where the, the head suit. was. Yeah. Uh, so these suits are actually about. I'm six foot six, so these suits end up being about nearly eight foot tall. Yeah. And a long way round. Right. Right. So yeah, we had, uh, in fact, that up there, that's where the video camera was. Oh, so it's, the video camera was ab above the head. Above the head, yeah. And where, your, where, your head was basically where below the, that. Where all the kitchen utensils yeah, are sticking out. Yeah. Um, so the, the camera's there and the monitor is on the back of the animatronic head. Here. Yeah. So not only have you got, that's how you see where you're going, but you also had cons with a wrangler yeah. who's, who's on the radio and because you know you have a limited view on that monitor right. and the suits are so big they would have to be counting down the steps you know yeah. all right we, and three steps two one stop yeah you know that kind of thing so it's a big team effort you know it took about three people to get you into the suit in the first right. place and then this guy looking after you and on one occasion there was um, we were doing one of the, I think it was the procession thing you know where they when they walk carrying in carrying the yeah. coffin type oh yeah thing. yeah when they, so they're coming out of the temple yeah yeah. I, I think it was it was one of those scenes anyway yeah. where there's you know there was a line of us coming like this and I'm at the front and the guy behind me I don't know what happened maybe his comms went down or his wrangler wasn't paying attention but anyway my guy says okay three two one stop, stop yeah guy behind me plows into the back of me and i gotta imagine that's right? just like a domino effect well it could have been yeah and of course your arms are down the arms of the suit here right so you couldn't if i if i'd gone forward it would have been a full-on mondo face plow right you know? yeah uh which wouldn't have been good and uh, shall we say there was some colorful language <laughs> came out of my microphone oh i bet yeah and uh, through the suit, I could hear Luke Besson laughing. Like uh, he's the director. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. In fact, that's Luke in the blue T-shirt there. Yeah. Nice. Um, a uh, and he's laughing out loud. And then when he stops laughing, he goes, "Oh, John, that's very funny, but we can't use it in the film." <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so you did a lot of character work for um, Star Wars. Do you yeah. kind of gravitate towards those roles with a lot of makeup and costuming, or no, it's, they just kind of come to well, you? It's, uh, with these, particularly on Star Wars, because I ended up playing seven different characters yeah. on uh, Phantom Menace, and some of them carried through the whole trilogy as well. Um, it's a very complicated process. You know, most of this stuff is either made to your body cast yeah. or a head cast, you know, because it's it's heavy it's it needs to be supported mm -hmm. you know so it's tailored to your physique and that's an expensive process uh, and also making the suits is a long process and also I think most importantly because it's such a long process and so many people are involved if you've got a good team of people if you've got a team that works well yeah and you have someone that is happy to do more types of alien or yeah. whatever 
as indeed I did seven, Silas Carson did I think four different characters, Alan Roscoe did three or four different. Um, you know, so if you've got people that already work well as a team, then it kind of makes sense to hold on to that team. Right, yeah. Rather than bring in somebody new and you don't know them, there might not be that same chemistry. Yeah. You know, there might be a personality clash somewhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. And I assume it would save a little bit of time. I never even thought of it until just now. But, like, you know, they make the initial face cast of you. Yeah, they've already got They already got it. So they can just the use it. Right. If you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it saves time, it saves money, yeah. which is obviously an important thing. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, that point I was making about the teamwork is, is also. You can't really put a price on that. Yeah, know? it's uh, it's very important to have that. Yeah. And um, so, how does it feel to be involved in something like Star Wars that is such ingrained in people's lives and pop culture? And it's it, all the way through this process, and and it dawned on me a couple of months ago. Yeah, that my involvement with Star Wars started twenty years ago. Yeah, you know, in July of this year, it was twenty years. And uh, immediately, I have to say, uh, in response to your "How does it feel?" I'm still part of that journey. You know, I'm still mm-hmm. like right in this moment, right now, talking with you. Right, is part of that journey, and it's still fun. I still. If you, know, you if you were if you blew off that modeling thing that opportunity that yeah. presented itself and you're like no I'm a bicycle courier and I'm yeah. going to put this band together motorcycle a mo- motorcycle <laughs> alright alright um, like you wouldn't be here no exactly <laughs> you know and it's, it was uh, one of those fork in a row moments right you know? yeah. yeah no it's um, I, I, I developed an expression many many years ago for example like these comic con things I've been coming to them now for 17 years mm-hmm. um and I have this expression, uh, it's a pinch me moment. Yeah. And regularly, even, you know, as recently, I don't know, come last month or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I, actually, I, I can peg it for you. It was just down the road from here. It was in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, yeah, yeah. And this uh, young lad came up to me first thing in the morning. First guy came to the table. He said, I've waited my whole life to meet you. I said, why? He said, when The Phantom Menace came out, I was about five years old. Yeah. And he said, when the, the battle droids were activated, yeah. you know, off, off of those rack things, yeah, yeah. he said, I drove, my, my mother tells me that I drove her mad because I kept saying, rewind, play that again play that again and he was learning how to do the battle droid unfold movement right so he said yeah I waited since I was five years old to meet you because you're the guy that says activate the droids oh right yeah yeah and I'm getting a chill even telling you that see what I mean and I'm going what it's 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 very surreal it's, it's, it's it's surreal but it's also humbling yeah and and quite magnificent, you know. And so, and by this time, his two sisters had shown up. Yeah. And they were looking at me, going, "He's not. He's, is he going on about?" <laughs> I, yeah. I said, "Yeah, it's great." Yeah. And then I said to him, "I said, can you still do it?" And he sort of, he sort of caught, stopped him in his tracks a bit, and he said, 
don't know. I said, go on, give it a go. Yeah. So he stepped back from the table and just closed his eyes for a moment and you could see him kind of... Kind of put himself back in that moment. Yeah, yeah get yeah, back yeah. in that place. Yeah. And then did it. He unfolded himself like a battle <laughs> toy. Yeah. Fantastic, you know, I mean, priceless. Did you at least give him the, the command? Yes, I did. Yeah, oh, nice. no, he yeah, insisted, yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, I, you know, it, like I said, that was a pinch me moment, and it also uh, it comes under the heading of. Uh, do you remember Richard Le Parmentier, who was Admiral Motti? Yeah. The guy with the throbbing neck. Yeah. With Vader, he became a great friend of mine. God rest his soul. Um, and we used to refer to moments like that as "thank you, George" moments. Thank you, George. Yeah. yeah. You know, like without Star Wars, you would not have a moment like that. Right. Where a complete stranger comes up to you and tells you that you had a positive effect on their life. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago or whatever. It's, it's weird. I was, I was just telling a story uh, to my friend. And uh, so we have the podcast that we've been running for about a year and a half. And we have an art group. I'm from Plymouth, Mass. Yeah. And uh, so they have a big Thanksgiving Day parade. And I was there with my kids and this person stops me and they're like oh, I don't mean to interrupt but you know I'm a really big fan and I just kind of tilted my head and looked at him I'm like sorry and he's like oh, I'm following you online and this that and the other thing and I'm like oh thanks and like he walked off and I turned my kids and like you saw that happen right yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. it's it's very weird just, you know yeah. even on a smaller level well, it's, it's, it's yeah it's it's not about the scale of the thing yeah it's, but like, it's just so flattering if you if you can or have not can that's the wrong way of putting it if you've had a positive effect on a person's life yeah remotely mm-hmm. you know that is without amazing. even meeting yes you know that is yeah. an amazing thing yeah you know that's you know people talk a lot about love and hope and all the rest of it but things like that are an actual physical example yeah. of the principle of love and joy and you know, yeah. giving and that kind of stuff. So, in order to expand on that and influence more people, like, what kind of advice can you give people? I'm sure people ask you all the time, like, how do I get into Star Wars? But, like, uh, like even in kind of how would they get into an acting career or kind of find... I have, how do you accidentally find that thing that you love? Um, well, as you know, in my case, yeah. it, was, it was purely... Well, a combination of accident, action, and artifice. You know, yeah. uh, you know, once once that door, when that, once that door had been opened a little bit to me that I didn't even know was there, because I, I never wanted to be an actor. Right. Um, but it's a question of when when that happens. Like you said a minute ago, if 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 that had not come along, then I would not be sitting here now having this conversation with you. Right. And it's a choice. You know, I could have said, no, 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 it's, the band is the thing. I'll, I'll just do this occasionally just to bring yeah. some money in. But I actually found a thing that still thrills me. You know, I'm, I, I have no definite work at the moment. Yeah. Which is a bit unnerving because you know, everybody's got bills to pay. Of course, um, yeah. Um, if you want to make donations at the <laughs> WWW. Is there like a Patreon or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, but they, it doesn't affect the fact that I'm still, you know, something is coming around the corner. I don't know what. Yeah. And I will be as enthusiastic about that as I was about the very first thing I did. Yeah. You know, it's some people call it a blessing some people call it a curse yeah. but it, it gets into your blood it's, you know, and I know people that try to shake it off you know they go oh it's not working out I'm not making any money but it's still there it's still there you know yeah. I mean? so to answer your question about any aspiring actors um, the, the first and flippant uh, answer would be don't <laughs> I, no, I, 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 we've had that advice given before, and I feel that's really valid because if you're passionate, that don't is going to fall on deaf ears, and you're going to do it anyways. No, I, yeah. I, I, I so. yeah, but it's you know it's it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, you know it's you you know when um, it's the best job in the world when you've got a job. Yeah, it's incredibly hard to stay in full-time work. It, it is it's getting harder to stay in full-time work as an actor. Um, but if you feel it, then, you know, be prepared to sacrifice. You know, you will face challenges where you have to let thing, other things in your life go or yep. slide. You know, like cars, homes, wives. Wives, multiple. Not personally. Yeah, but, all right, yeah. But you know, yeah. I mean, no, I know. Yeah. I know people whose marriages have completely, you know, completely failed because yeah. of, you know, their dedication to the craft, yeah. as they call it. And some people, you know, marry someone out of love and can't handle the adversity of, of the right. lifestyle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I got to fly out for four weeks and film something, or yeah, you know. or conversely. Uh, you know, you haven't made any money in six months. Well, right. You know, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. Maybe you should get a real job. When, you get, guy, yeah. when are you going to get a proper job? <laughs> yeah. 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 So all of that. But if, if uh, you know, you are so inclined, if you, if you feel the passion, then give it a shot because it's, it, when it's right, when it's working, it is a fantastic thing you know, yeah. it's, it really is you know it, it's no surprise that theater has been around since you know the ancient Greeks and even further back right, than yeah. that. it's a it's a it's an art form that speaks to the human condition you know mm -hmm. it's, I know there's a lot of trashy stuff around and sometimes the trashy stuff is valid. Sometimes you, you know. need trashy stuff no, to just no, sit no. back and I'm, relax. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not, yeah. not getting on my Shakespearean high horse or anything. Yeah. You know, um, you know. It's, um, for example, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Family Guy. Yep. Um, okay. You know, South Park and things like that. You know, just they, they, uh, they're just superb. I, oh. I wish I could come up with South Park like is that. amazing. Yeah, and, and the still the, is. The turnaround time on it is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it still is amazing yeah. after, what, 20 some odd years? Something maybe? like that, yeah. More. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, but it's, you know, it's important. You know, my, I, my, what I call my acting mentor is a um, Sicilian American guy called Charles Serio. He was part of that whole New York. Uh, living theatre actor studio thing in okay. the sixties. Yeah. Um, went on to become a director. Uh, got, I think he's got a couple of Emmys for some of his work. Oh, uh, nice. But um, you know, he 
once we were, we were talking outside of the work environment and he used this word he said always remember this it's important you know it doesn't matter if it's comedy or drama or satire or you know yeah it's it serves a very important role in human life you know yeah it's and so to anyone out there that feels that they've been bitten by the bug or they are going to go out and try and get bitten by the bug okay good luck buckle up <laughs> um, so you said you're not working on any projects so are you uh, not involved in new Star Wars movies or is there uh, potential for that I or? was uh, actually I, I am not permitted to say oh okay yeah don't, don't say anything uh, the, the only thing I've, I can say because it's still in the future yeah uh, and it's and again it speaks to my uh, you know undying optimism. Uh, the one thing that I'm told by people who know more about this than I do is that one of my characters from uh, the prequel trilogy, the Masamida, the Vice Chancellor of the Galactic Senate, yeah, who who for this weekend, given that we are in Marlborough, I'm now deciding to call him Massachusetts. This weekend, uh, Feasible that he could come back in, oh, okay. in episode nine. Yeah, that would be a magnificent thing. I would love to have another shot of that because, in the for example, in the Phantom Menace, the Galactic Senate scene, where you first see Masamita and Chancellor Valora, that scene went on for about five, six minutes. Yeah, and there was a load of dialogue back and forth between me and Bail Organa and this uh, other. And it got chopped right down to a very short right. scene, you know. But it was the first thing I ever did on a Star Wars movie. And you, you can believe I was having a little bit of, you know, a nervous moment oh, about I'm that. Oh, sure, yeah. Because there was a lot of stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, so from a, a kind of nostalgic, but also a, you know, looking forward point of view, uh, that would be a fantastic thing, you know, yeah. if, if I could get another crack at him. And the, um, the Star Wars prequels are, are pretty well known to have been filmed in a lot of green screen. Yeah. And I don't believe uh, Fifth Element was. I feel that was more practical. Sense. Do you have a preference to one? Is one easier than the other? Or? No, it's... it's uh, over the course of the, the prequel trilogy, yeah. there was increasingly more CGI. Yeah. So on Phantom Menace, it was quite traditional filmmaking in, to a certain extent because there were sets. Okay. You know, like the Galactic Senate pods did exist. Okay. Not six hundred. Right, them, right. But, but you know, you were standing in. One. There were three or four, yeah. I think. Um, and blue screen, as it was on that one, was used for you know. Lot, like the vistas, yeah. uh, those big sweeping grasslands, and the forests of, um, is it Naboo? Yeah. 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 So all of that was blue, uh, blue screen. Um, but the foreground stuff was actually built, the environment. Yeah. Um, by the time I did my uh, bits on uh, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. completely green screen. So, which did you... I mean, I feel like you would obviously prefer the... the uh... I, do you know what? It's, as, a, as a performer, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. 
what does bother me is that I personally I've yet to see a film where they use CG for foreground action that that convinces me yeah you know what I mean it's I think it goes back to theatre if you and I went to the theatre tonight yeah uh, and on the left hand side of the stage there's a piece of plywood with a long brown stalk like this and at the top it flares out and it's painted green yeah for two hours you me and the performers have a, a tacit agreement yeah that that's a tree right and so you invest as a, even as an observer you invest yourself mm -hmm. in, in the suspension of disbelief right. that that is a tree. Mm -hmm. My my theory is that we, if, if that was digitally created, yeah. if it's projected or something like that, as animals, we don't respond to that in the same yeah. way. I don't think we connect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds contradictory because obviously the, the digital one would look more like a tree. Right. But I don't think we engage with it. See, I always feel like the digital stuff is too perfect. Yes. Like nature is not, it's very imperfect, it, it's random. And when you have something that's manufactured, that, that imperfection, that randomness carries over, that computers just kind of can't no. get. And I feel like that we. Yeah. That sometimes even the simpler sets. Are, I agree. Are, are, yeah. Like for, even in, in the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know that that famous incident where uh, one of the stormtroopers bangs his head. Right. And then he decided to take that out. You know, yeah. correct it. Did you, why? Right. You know, it's that happens. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Yeah. Uh, what you think? That stormtroopers in the Second World War didn't bang their heads. Right. Yeah. 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 And also, it speaks to. If you like, even within the context of that film, you know, when Leia sees, uh, well, what is revealed as Luke, Luke. in a stormtrooper yeah. thing, she says, "Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper?" Right. So the fact that one of the stormtroopers bangs his head Makes because sense he's, tall, he's tall, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, what? Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. You almost could have written it in the script. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like that sometimes it's. The technology now, where we can pause and rewatch something and anal like overanalyze, yeah. really takes away something from yeah. you know. It's not really meant for that, you know. They're yeah. not to be scrutinized and picked apart. I you, you need to get like the overall I, it's, feeling. It's it's a contradiction in a, in a sense because the, the the behind the scenes, you know, the making of the Phantom Menace. Um, I think I think I appear in it about three times. Yeah. Um, but personally, I don't like to watch those kind of things. Yeah. I don't want to know how they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I saw the behind the scenes of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. When the, when the truck blows up. Yep. And it, and it falls over on its side. And they show you how they did it. With like the telephone the, pole they shoot out of the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first three times I saw that movie when it came out. You know that the truck's blown up and it's gone over, and I'm still in the moment. I'm right. still, you know, rooting for Indy to get away. Yeah. Having seen that documentary, every time I see that now, all I'm looking at is the telegraph pole. Yeah. You know, I'm, and and my suspension of disbelief 
has gone and I've got to get it back again right. to get back to get enjoying back the, the film. Movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so sometimes knowing too much I don't, I don't yeah. like to watch behind the scenes yeah. stuff, you know, and, and also, I mean, contradiction again, because here I am talking to you, but, you know, when people go on promotional junkets for a movie coming out, and they're talking about, oh, my character, this, and uh, this, and the other. La, 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 la. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I want to see a trailer that is just enough information to get me to want to see the movie. Yeah. I don't want to see anything else, you know? So yeah. Sometimes it's very, like, if you're familiar with the characters, it's very, like, very little I need to go see that. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. sometimes they give you way too there much. Was, there was um, White Heat, Jimmy yeah. Cat, Jimmy Cagney. And uh, towards the end of the scene, uh, towards the end of the film, there's a scene where this tanker trailer blows up. Okay. And it's very convincing, mm -hmm. blowing up. Now, if there had been a making of White Heat, yeah, and they showed you how to do how they did how it, how they did it, yeah, you know, and there's a and it cuts away to Jimmy Cagney picking his nose <laughs> while, while he's reading the paper. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? It kind of unravels. The, the fantasy the, and the, the mystery. The mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mystery. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I much prefer to just watch things. Yeah. You know, and just go. It either works or it doesn't. Yeah, you know, and that's it. Nice. Well, uh, Jerome, is there somewhere where our listeners can go and find you online? Is there a you know your website or? Uh, I, my website is uh, down and being reconstructed at the moment, but uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and uh, Facebook I use but Facebook I I take it literally you know people say oh, I've got all 2,000 friends on Facebook yeah. I have about 15 I think, <laughs> 15 you know. friends yeah because yeah. I I kind of think yeah that's what it is it's me sharing a joke with my with friends my friends right type yeah, yeah, of yeah. deal you know so so it's a personal thing it's not like yeah, networking yeah. Type. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. because most of the people I know that use Facebook uh, do it ex exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, we, we do it a lot for networking. It's almost so, like yeah. sending it. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ford Motor Company right. has a Facebook, but personally, it's just like sending a postcard to your mates yeah. kind of thing. But if you, if um, anything that I'm doing out in the wider world, um, I try. Like for example, for this event, I tailor made two specific tweets. Yeah. On, on Twitter, you know, I try again. I try and keep that interesting. I try and yeah. sort of make it a bit funny and and appropriate to the specific thing that's going on. So, yeah. if your listeners want to find out if I'm doing anything, then Twitter is probably the best place. To and what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Jerome STJ Blake. STJ Blake, awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely, and, uh, my pleasure. pleasure. Uh, could I tell you, you know, when I said I haven't got any, you know, work absolutely set at the yeah. moment. But and this comes back to any of your listeners that are interested in the business. Um, within the last month, uh, an old friend of mine has invited me to go to Japan to uh, help him launch the career of an actress friend of his. Oh wow! And what he wants me to do is to play, do some scenes from. Shakespeare's The Tempest. Yeah. Prospero is the character. Uh, but he wants me to do it in Japanese. 
Do you speak Japanese? I do not. <laughs> okay. I could get, you know, yeah. hello, how are you? Right, right, right. The, the basic courtesies, yes, I could yeah. do. But he wants me to learn some Shakespeare in Japanese and so that we can do this scene, yeah. you know, for, to promote, you know, to shoot the scene for her. Yeah. So, uh, Fantastic so challenge, and I'm loving the idea yeah, of it. You know, talk about a gauntlet being thrown down. Is someone going to like record the lines? Are you going to learn it phonetically, or are you going to? I've already, I've already dug out a copy of the Tempest, and I've already done some uh, using a Japanese translator yeah. uh, on the internet. I've started to sketch out some scenes that I think would work. Yeah, I sent them to my friend, and he came back and he said. Do you remember? I think the band was Sticks had a had a record called Domo Arigato. Yeah, Mr. 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 Roboto. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That was his response. <laughs> went, Domo Arigato, Mr. Dot Dot Dot. Yeah, and I went, Roboto? Question mark. Hey, Roboto. <laughs> I sent you proper translation. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was all a bit clunky. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very excited about that, and and even today, uh, you know, somebody has told me about. Um, a specific Star Wars event that's going to be happening around the time of the release of The Last Jedi. Oh, cool. Uh, I forget where they said that. Somewhere in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, Ninja Marshmallow. Is it? In Taunton, yes. Taunton, yeah. yeah. So, just uh, having, just because I'm here today, yeah. I've had another invitation to something that if I wasn't here I wouldn't have got invited to. right yeah I don't know if I can make that yet but I, w- I would very much like to nice well if you do make it hopefully we'll, we'll get over there because that's not far, uh, far from where we are fantastic and, um, that same person just told us about it so we're going to try and, and make this so, but uh, uh, thanks look, again for talking to us my pleasure look forward to seeing you again awesome thank you thank you and thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.